Hey gang, welcome back to the Let's Level Up podcast. Happy Friday. Happy Anthem release day. I've been telling you what, I mean, we've talked about the game a couple times, and we're going to spend this whole episode talking about what I love about Anthem. I mean, it's an incredible game. For those of you who don't know, actually, hang on, I'm rushing the gun. I'm too excited. See, that's the problem with a good game. I get too excited. I forget the show format. You know, I forget to say shows. I say show instead of shows. The shows format. (laughs) Uh, I get all silly when I get excited. So let's say this. Stop by letslevelup.net. Subscribe to all of our stuff. Talking about Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Rate and review the show on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. If you are feeling extra generous, go over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash let's level up. Really would love if you would do that. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you'd like to see. Talk with us. I always love when I get a a tweet or a review or comment on something um, that doesn't make fun of my eyebrows. And um, (laughs) and it just talks about how much you know we we all love gaming right and that's why you're listening to this obviously unless you're one of our four wrestling fans uh you're you're listening for you know just just a person's review or really take on uh, all things gaming and that's what we try to bring you each and every friday this friday no exception again friday the 22nd when this, when you're hearing this, or maybe I don't know, you may be listening to this in the future. Who knows? I guess technically Friday the twenty second would be the future, based on when I'm recording this, huh? You can't really stop and think about time too much because then it all starts to not make sense. That's why I don't, I don't like the time travel stuff. You know, I don't, I don't do it. Too confusing. Makes makes Rick's head hurt real bad. Uh, that being said, I am watching a show on Netflix that has a, uh, a lot to do with time travel, The Umbrella Academy, uh, which is a really cool, um, basically it's a family drama, and the family drama is a superhero academy. Uh, it's really cool. It's a um, it's a little bit more mature themed, um, uh, maybe, maybe young adult themed, it's a young adult, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's a YA show, I would say. Um, lots of interesting characters, which I love. I'm a big character person. Anyway, check it out. It's on Netflix, um, if you haven't already. If you have, let me know what you like about it. I'm on episode 9 right now, so two more episodes to go. Um, I'll tell you what I've stopped doing, for the most part. <laughs> I stopped binging shows. I, I'm, I'm, letting, I'm, I'm going back into... I'll watch a, a, a show or two, um, unless I just can't put it down. Um, I'll watch a show or two at night, um, or when I'm watching TV, and then I, I'll let it rest for a day or two. Um, there used to be a time when my wife and I would just sit and watch an entire season, and that would be our day. And the problem with that, I think, is the way that we're consuming art, which at the end of the day, television, movies, all that is art, right? We're, we're doing it so fast. That we're not really giving it ourselves time to let it resonate. Um, so with that said, I've been watching Umbrella Academy for a weekish, maybe a little bit more, whenever it came out, um, and it's really good. And I've had time to think about all the characters and whatnot, and really let that kind of soak in. And I think it helps with attachment. I don't know. What do you think? 
We're too fast. You know, if Ferris Bueller said it in the 80s, right? Life moves by so fast that if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you're going to miss it. I think I may be paraphrasing that quote, but... Uh, or is that Cameron that said that? I don't... Man. I need to go back and watch the movie now. Yikes. Yikes. Anyway, Anthem. I'm so stoked for this game, you guys and gals and gender neutral party. I love it. It's incredible. There hasn't been a video game that I've obsessed about um, like this in a long time. Is that true? Maybe there is. I get attached to games. I bet some of my buddies who are listening to this right now are calling BS. Uh, because when I, when I like something, I let it consume me uh, for as long as it can hold my attention. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's probably not true. But, man, it's good. I'm dreaming about the game. You know? Dreaming about a game. At the tender age of 34 years old. 35 this year. That's incredible. Hands off, Bioware. Bioware, probably my second all-time favorite game studio. Uh, right behind Blizzard. Rip Blizzard. There's still a thing, but man, it's just—it's not going to be the same. I don't—I don't want to get into a sour note, but um, Bioware is incredible. I mean, so many amazing role-playing games created by that team or those teams, and um, and uh, Anthem—I wouldn't really call a role-playing game. It's more of an action RPG um, with an emphasis on the action. Um, has a bit of the loot shooter type thing like destiny but it feels it feels um much more rewarding to play um i played for about seven hours during the beta weekend and i went ahead and subscribed to ea access to get the 10 hour free head start and i exhausted that so i'm probably under 20 hours uh played so far i've got a ranger at power level i don't know what the item level whatever whatever the Whatever the level is, not your pilot level, but the the actual score for your javelin. I think it's a 155, and I've got an interceptor at like 130. Um, I've played Colossus as well before the big patch, and I've played. Um, I haven't played the storm, but my son is playing the storm, and it is stinking awesome. I really want to get a storm javelin. Uh, but I may wait till the I may wait till my last unlock because I think I want, um, I think I want to um, be able to save that for the end game. I want to be able to play a Colossus whenever I want. That way I can balance out parties. Um, so you have four basic class types, right? And your classes are your javelins, and then each class can get different abilities based upon the equipment or gear that you slot into your character. So kind of like Path of Exile, where your equipment and your gems uh, determine what skills that you can do as a character. Um, this is the same thing. Each class has an ult, has a unique ult with their javelin. Um, and then everything else is basically determined by what gear you equip, uh, which is really stinking cool. Um, I don't know all the list of all the things. I'm still learning all that. Uh, there are a couple really cool ones. I've got a, uh, on my Ranger, I had a Pulse Beam, which is almost like Unibeam, except for he fires it out of his wrist. Uh, but just basically a hot, hot stream of laser uh, <laughs> raging through people. 
Um, on my interceptor, I have this really cool Venom Mist that he basically kind of just throws out like a smoke bomb, except for it damages everything in front of him. Uh, that's really cool. Um, so let's go through each of the four different types of javelins and give you my thoughts. Um, starting with Storm, which is I have the least amount of experience with. Uh, the Storm is a caster, basically. They throw nukes down. Um, they have awesome crowd control effects as well. Um, they're basically designed to kind of float around, and while they're floating, they can basically stay out of melee range from all the, the bad guys on the floor, and then um, really kind of maneuver around and dodge things in the air um, while just throwing as much pain down as they possibly can. Really stinking cool cool javelin. Again, Regan has been loving his storm, and he just, it's so fun to play a game with him to the point where we're both enjoying it as much. Like, he loves Fortnite. I can't stand Fortnite. Um... I'm, I'm over the whole Battle Royale thing, uh, but uh, Apex Legends is kind of cool, so maybe I'm not quite over it yet. Um, it's just cool to be to us both to be having the same awesome moments and to see him like competing, right? And then like he'll actually outperform me in missions because at the end of every mission, you'll get an experience bonus based on all the stuff that you did. And uh, there's a couple missions now that he's actually um, gotten more experience than me, which means technically he may have done more. He may not have... Uh, we may have each had like clutch plays and things that saved our bacon, but he did that more consistently, which is so cool. As a dad, I mean, it's just as a gamer dad at that, it's like the coolest thing ever. I think. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, so that's the storm, right? Nuker. But think of think of basically, uh, it's a black mage, right? It's it's a mage class. Got crowd control. Got powerful bombs they can drop. Um, there's the Interceptor, which is a, uh, basically like a rogue, right? It is a, um, it's a javelin designed for speed and agility. It doesn't have a lot of health. It doesn't have a lot of shields, uh, behind it, but it can jump in and out of combat. Its melee is on a much, much shorter cooldown, so you can chain melee attacks like crazy, and they do incredible amounts of damage. Um, they basically are designed to flank the enemy and take out things without taking much damage, and then get in and get out as quick as possible. Um, I, I unlocked that one, uh, opposed to the storm because Regan wanted to play the storm. Uh, but I unlocked that one, uh, first this time around and was, um, liking it a lot. Um, I think I prefer the next javelin a little bit more, which is the ranger, uh, which is basically, you know, it's the Mario class, right? It's good at everything. Um, not really great at anything. So, uh, it's got great, uh, uh artillery damage potential. It's got great, um, tanking ability, eh, maybe not great tanking ability. Uh, it's got okay tanking ability. It's got good health, good shields, um, got good speed. It has an awesome ultimate where it basically just fires a volley of missiles out onto the enemies, which is so stinking cool uh, and so rewarding when you hit a big group. Oh man, it feels so good. Uh, I love it. Lots of cool grenade abilities and things like that. Um, it's a standard soldier class, uh, basically. So pretty good at everything uh, in a great, like, utility javelin to put into your group. Um, the fourth and final javelin is the Colossus, and the Colossus is the Brute. Um, it has the most health. It has the most potential for shields. It has so many cool inscriptions that you can put on to make it just an incredible tank. It has an AoE taunt ability that it can do, which will make all people attack it instead of the party. Uh, it's just stinking cool. It comes with a built-in shield so it can absorb more damage. Um, so imagine Reinhardt um, with a, with an AOE taunt and um, the ability to 
just destroy things at range with giant uh, miniguns, um, art- literal artillery, like mortar strikes that it can do. Um, it's just, man, it's awesome. The Colossus, I don't know. During the beta weekend, Colossus was one of my favorites. Um, so that's the, that's the four classes, right? And then you basically have a, a central hub called Fort Tarsus that you can walk around solo. And there's also a community hub called the Launch Bay that you can walk around and like talk with people. Um, you can you can go on missions. You can buy things there. Basically, it's meant to be a community space where you can you know showcase your javelins and the designs that you do, which so many incredible customization options in this game to make your javelins look however you want them to look uh, as far as paint color goes uh, materials used um, there's different pieces that you can buy that actually change the model of a particular piece of your javelin which is basically if I'm remembering right you have a head slot you have arm slots you have legs and you have a torso right so there's basically four different body styles that you can interchange different parts to and then color and use materials to affect those colors on each piece and it's just awesome it's just awesome um hang on one sec uh pulling up the patch notes one of the things i love about um that i love about bioware is that we've already got a day zero patch it was released uh yesterday two days ago and, you know, before the actual release of the game and the people with the early access were able to actually experience that, um, which is amazing, right? Like it's that sort of development is what, what separates Bioware from people like um, who are who's doing Fallout 76. Is it Bethesda? I think it is Bethesda. Um, there may be another actual developer behind it. Bethesda may be just producing. But anyway, you know, you got people begging for content updates and and for patch fixes and for goodness sakes give us the ability to see what's on (laughs) what's on our suits you know there's so many things that we want quality of life improvements that we want for fallout 76 because we want the game to succeed so badly um and we're just not getting them in a timely fashion and here we have bioware who had a pretty awesome game and it was kind of buggy on that first weekend I i won't lie um, there was issues getting on, you know, stress testing the servers and all that stuff. It was a problem. But um, once you got in, the game felt amazingly smooth. And it was so stinking cool to just fly around and experience this world. This new world, which is another thing that's really cool about Anthem, is that it's a new, it's something new. Like, we don't, we don't, I don't know if we, I, mean, I don't know what it is about people in, in developing content and, and if you develop something that's awesome like mario brothers and you want to make mario brothers 2 more power to you man you, that's your that's your baby right there um but when studios adopt a franchise just to make a sequel and they have nothing to do with the original um and they do that year after year like call of duty or um call of duty <laughs> it just it really man it bothers me a lot so to have a studio reach out and say, you know what, we've got all these awesome IPs already, but let's do something new is really cool to me. Um, is really, really cool to me. The The level of dedication and the, the way that team is working is, is incredible, and I think it, it, it needs to be stated. Um, and I love 
I, I love all games, but I love people who are obviously passionate about their games and what I've seen from the Bioware folks that they have always been and hopefully always will be super passionate about what they're creating and stand behind what they create. Uh, you know, not to say that everything's been a, a, been a hit, right? The last Mass Effect Andromeda was 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 kind of panned out of the gate, and and I think Anthem is going to be a great way to kind of wash that taste out of our mouths, um, our consumer mouths, if you will. All right, so let's take a look at uh, the patch notes really quick. We're going to go through some of these, and then we will um, uh, get back to talking about gameplay and whatnot. So high-level fixes. We've got decreased load time for older disk drives, fixed a mini infinite loading screens, uh, fixed multiple challenges not tracking properly. A number of issues have been fixed that are causing players to disconnect or crash. Right, So that's three stability improvements day zero. Which you would expect, right? That's something that you would think should happen for all games. Um, weapons and gear now have numbers present for modifiers, which is awesome. Right? A little quality of life improvement. Uh, general fixes and improvements. Loot, reveal, and expedition summary now correctly play the end of the expedition screen. The gather party mechanic has been made more lenient for a number of situations. At the end of expedition screen, players will no longer get stuck on recording victories or skipping all. That never happened to me, but... Obviously, there must have been a case for it. Uh, game no longer hangs in javelin menu when unlocking a second, third, or fourth javelin. Uh, I don't think I ever saw that one either, um, but I think Regan may have gotten that bug. Uh, during the missions, what freelancers do, dying after killing... Okay, I won't, won't read that because that seems like a spoiler. Uh, challenges now unlock for players at the correct levels. Good, more quality of life stuff. Um, are really challenges are basically quests that you can do. Um, think of them like dailies, weeklies, monthlies, um, and you get fac uh, faction rewards and whatnot. Fixed camera issues. Uh, legendary contracts are now accepted in the social hub. Some enemies have, have had their shield values decreased. Loot now properly drops for players who are down. The texture quality on NPC Prospero has been improved. Way to go, Prospero! Bring in the thunder, baby! Yes. Final boss strongholds now drop loot instead of being shown at the end of the expedition screen. That sounds great. Uh, there's nothing like killing a boss at the end of a raid or a dungeon and, and seeing all that loot drop, man. It just feels so good. Uh, fix the timeouts and echoes the relics to prevent griefing and to handle disconnections properly. Um, players can no longer fall through the floor on the third trial of the Fortress of Dawn. Sounds great. We don't want to fall through floors. Uh, completing the tutorial, tutorial expedition will now show the correct ranger appearance. After disconnecting, rejoining in an expedition, you will now be placed back into your squad if you were one upon previously, which is stinking awesome. Uh, so if you get DC'd in the middle of a dungeon or a mineral raid, you can go in and then instantly get back into the game. You don't have to worry about finding a new match to join. Uh, corrected an issue where players could not interact with each other in launch bay in certain, certain, certain circumstances. Corrected an issue with the mission, bad deal. Okay, we'll talk about mission-specific stuff. The start of the expedition screen has been improved. Um, addressed a variety of situations where killing enemies does not improperly progress world events. Opening a chest now increments Tomb of the Legionnaire progress for all squad members present. Scar snipers can now no longer shoot through Storm Shield. Corrected an issue where players get stuck at the end of an expedition screen in certain situations. Players no longer disconnected and joining Finding Old Friends mission while Cinematic is playing. 
interesting. You know, my son had a problem where his screen screen went black during the Finding Old Friends cinematic and stayed that way for the rest of the game. Um, I wonder if that's still... Because that was after the patch as well, so I don't know if that's been totally fixed yet. Uh, address a number of situations where players can get stuck on the environment in the launch bay. Increase the damage and electric status effect. Corrected an issue where the Shield of Dawn can be crafted with less materials than intended in some certain situations. The Platinum Mission feat now grants completed or grants completion as intended. Um, I mean, all this stuff. There's, there's, there's another twelve of these just in these fixes. Fixed loading animations. Players can now access the vault from the forge. Swimming into jellyfish underwater no longer leaves a visual effect stuck on players. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Uh, idle animations will no longer sync up over the launch bay. Halleck is no longer dual-wielding canes and epilogue scenes. Uh, corrected an issue where players can uh, could not interact with each other in the launch bay. Um, see, that's a double... I think, that's a, I think I already read that one. Uh, fix an issue that could cause players to launch bay to have identical emotes. Interceptor melee ability animations no longer stretch out certain situations. Uh, corrected an issue where the default ranger appearance does not preview in the forge. All animations could now play as intended in the forge. Players who now enter the tomb of Gwaines while in a party. Um, the default javelin wear state has been changed from dirty to old. Sentinel Loyalty 2 text no longer incorrectly states that they will lead to a larger vault. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I was curious about that. I don't know what that Sentinel Loyalty does. Um, I got that, went to my vault, expected to see more space, didn't see any more space. So I'm not quite sure what that actually does. Um, so them removing that text is great. Uh, picking up the ammo from the ground now properly gives you 30% of the ammo back. Uh, in both the current magazine and maximum spare ammo. Fixed a bug where some global javelin icon inscription bonuses were not being properly added to the javelin. Uh, fixed some issues that could cause the armor pip count and UI to break. A uh, handful of different stronghold. Um, I think there's eight stronghold updates that we won't get into because of potential spoilers. Challenges have been modified. Again, we've talked about that a little bit. A ton of gear and weapon upgrades. Uh, specific javelin updates. A uh, ton of UI improvements and controls. I mean, this is... I've talked about this already for how long now? Six minutes? There's probably another six minutes of updates. Um, so rather than leading this, uh, reading the rest of this, I'll probably just put a link in here. Um, we will talk about the javelin-specific updates because this is really cool. The Colossus Javelin is now able to activate its shield more quickly right after using an ability or joint or firing a weapon the storm javelin now reacts to getting hit when its shields are up uh, fix an exploit that allows the storm's ultimate attack to be used more times than intended the colossus exo now shield and revive at the same time which is so stinking cool um, before if a person died in the middle of a match you could res them right or, or repair them uh, the Colossus has this awesome shield that they weren't able to use. They couldn't basically hide behind their shield, go and repair. Um, now they can, which is really cool and, and, and fitting to that javelin, which you would expect to be able to, you know, one hand tap the guy on the back while they get back up. And then the other hand, use your shield to block incoming fire. 
Uh, Interceptive combo aura has been increased in power and now has damage over time as a component. Ranger melee has a cooldown when striking the air. Target beacon now ability ability now correctly seeks targets. Um, spark dash and venom spray now target based on player cursor instead of character facing. Oh, that's really cool. Um, because that was a bit for venom spray specifically. That was a bit of a, a hassle for me. Uh, the Colossus can no longer be knocked out of the sky in certain situations uh, when the attack was blocked by their shield. Um, again, just just an incredible effort going into this thing. And who knows how long they've been working on this. They probably cut the beta um, release candidate and got that stable so people could play it You know, a month before the beta. So they may have been working on all this stuff knowing that those bugs were, were already out there. But just... It's just cool. It's so cool to see a studio doing something like this, man. I can't, I can't stress it enough. So, um, we've talked about Fort Tarsus. We talked about the launch bay. We've talked um, about different types of missions, right? So there are story missions you can go on, uh, which will progress the actual storyline of the different NPCs there. Um, oh, by the way, there's the Fort Tarsus is littered with NPCs and codex things for you to read and expand the world. And kind of get more flavor. Um, you can talk to certain individuals and choose different dialogue choices while you're playing it, and that will actually will give you more faction uh, um, reputation uh, depending on what you choose and how you side with things. Um, there are uh, the freelancers, which is a faction that you're basically a member of from the start of the game. Um, there are the sentinels, which is another faction uh, within the game, basically like the peacekeepers or the police. Um, the freelancers are all the javelin pilots and ciphers um, who are going on missions. Um, there is the, I always forget what the other faction is. The New Dawn, maybe? Legion of the New Dawn? There's another faction <laughs> that you can get rewards in as well. I'm, I'm spacing on the name right now, and I apologize. Um, so that's cool, right? So you, there's constantly things to grind as you're playing the game. You have a ton of challenges you can do, like go on X missions in a week for, fac for faction rewards, um, do 10 different weapon combos in a match, you know, that kind of thing, get you more experience bonuses and whatnot, um, deal X kills with each type of weapon kind of thing. So it's things to do while you're playing the game that will help you um, gain more uh, bonuses and more um, reputation uh, in, a, in a natural way. Um, the missions, again, story missions to progress the story. Um, there are contracts that you can go on, um, which are basically like, um, they're, they're still solo missions. They're not solo missions, but they're still missions, right? That you would go and launch out to to do a certain objective, um, but they didn't necessarily have anything to do with the story. Oftentimes they are for a particular NPC. Um, you would get, I'm assuming... A big faction reward for their faction after completing all of those contracts. Um, of course, there are strongholds. Uh, strongholds are basically going to be the, the the hardcore dungeons. Um, and then there's free play. Free play basically you just get to fly around the world and and explore and find all the cool stuff. And then there are world events that'll happen as you're doing that. And then that's really fun. Um, there's all sorts of different world events that can trigger depending on where you're at in the world. Um, it's just, it's just, I don't know, really refreshing at the end of the day, the game is. It's something I really, really enjoy. Um, and I hope you guys are too. 
So if you're playing Anthem, let me know. I'm on Xbox Live um, at Stimpak Junkie. That's S-T-I-M-P-A-C-K-J-U-N-K-Y, not I-E, but Y. Why is it with a Y and not I-E, you ask? Well, because I was 14 and didn't know how to spell. So that's why it's with a Y and not an I-E. Um, I'm a big fan of the game. I'll be playing it a ton tonight. If you guys are getting this, let me know. Let's play. You get to meet me and the kid. You know, we need two more people to fill out this javelin squad. So let's do it. Let's have a great time with an amazing game. Really, really looking forward to it. Um, I think that's going to be it for Anthem. If you want me to talk about Anthem more or you want to see specific Anthem content, let me know. Be happy to oblige that. I love the game. And uh, I don't see me not playing the game for a while. So we'll see what the end game's like when I get there. But right now, my first 20 hours have been absolutely incredible. And I can't wait for the next 20. So until next time, y'all, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. You are amazing. And game on.